Welcome to Cashflow Diary, a podcast where we discuss business, money, real estate, and the sharing economy. As a full-time real estate investor, entrepreneur, and all-around problem solver, I have had the privilege of developing individuals into powerful business owners. And today, the focus turns towards you. Our mission is to help you build your real estate empire by leveraging strategies to grow yourself, your mind, and your wallet. Let's get started. I asked you this on the network, but I've been watching some online uh, content about buying your net worth by starting by buying a, a, a already cash flowing business. Oh, okay. Um, my question is, is, is that something you've done or is it like, do we need to become ninjas first before we take something like that on? Not a- it just, it just seemed really appealing to there should be a lot of stuff appeal to it. It's awesome. It's a great idea. And <laughs> so here's the, um, not for lack of trying. So let's be clear. I have, uh, I, I will, and in no particular order, some of the existing cash flow businesses that I have, uh, been either an escrow on or trying to purchase for a, uh, hospital, uh, uh, was it a, an amenities company? Uh, I've tried that. I've, I've tried coaching software. Tried real estate, real estate uh, evaluation software. One of the yogurt quick serve restaurants. I can't remember the name. El Pollo Loco. There was a gold mine, casino, and some others. Ultimately, here, here's, here is where the challenge lies in being able to acquire the business or a business is being able to obtain Accurate. Re- oh, laundromats. How did I forget about those? Good God. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Those are top of my list. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, okay. Uh, then I can connect you to some laundromat owners and they can give you more information if you want uh, on that. It was, it, you've got to A, be able to get the accurate information from the other operator. So that's number one. And this is important because if you don't know, what to ask for, they may also not know to give it. It doesn't mean they're trying to be deceptive or anything. I'm not saying they are. I'm saying the amount of additional assistance and team and, and structure that they have typically when you're trying to buy something like that. Um, so far for me, in every one of those cases, every one of those cases, that has been universal across the board, regardless of industry. The only business that had the most, the closest good books and numbers was the casino. And every, all of the rest were a mess. So you've got to A, first understand what to ask for, and then ha- be able to do the appropriate due diligence, aka look at the profit and loss balance sheet statement of cash flows and figure out is this, am I getting a good price? Uh, which is actually part of why I had this, this idea of, hey, let's go through a PL, let's look at it, let's understand it, let's make your businesses operate better, right? So that the, this is part of the reason why. And then once, if you can get past the books, then there's the additional due diligence and market research, which sometimes can be challenging or very expensive to get someone to help you with because it's not like like with if you're buying a house you just go get an inspector <laughs> right there it, it, it can be there's lots of those but when you say to someone i want to buy a website well there's definitely 
a marketing component I'm concerned about. There's definitely a sales component that I'm concerned about. And there's definitely a fulfillment component I'm concerned about. There are so many that in, in, in regardless of the website. So that, that is one of the other things. Now, I'm not saying this to talk you out of it. I'm just saying this to say for me and those that I have helped, it has always been easiest for them to get through these stages by building and understanding their own business first. And once you've done that, I I, me personally prefer to build from strength to strength. So I want to get one thing down. And then once I've got that one thing down, then I can begin to think about the next thing because this thing pretty much can, you know, I don't have to be 100% engaged day to day, so to speak. And therefore, my, I can begin to a- apply the resources and benefits in another area. So I'm not against it, obviously. <laughs> oh, that's right. There was a chocolate factory in Belize. Sorry. As you're talking, as you're asking me the question, these things, I come, my, they come back. So, um, and then in some cases, uh, depending on, who you are relative to the CEO, uh, it's better for you to, like I, I, I'm open to and have done things where I become a part of the company specifically because of for advice, et cetera, as opposed to you know anything else uh, because that's more of what they need than necessarily money. So it, it depends. But the answer to your question is, yes, I want all of you to be able to do that. Absolutely. I just prefer you do it when, say... You know that no matter what happens, your your existing business is not going to potentially run into an issue um, because trying to put yourself in two places and build two things simultaneously is going to be challenging. Um, that's not to say you can't make an investment, which is one of the many things that we talk about here, is you can make an investment and, and, and manage that. Sure, that's fine because that doesn't re- that's not a day-to-day mental activity if you get my meaning um so that that's really what it what it comes down to that's why the types of things that i've been introducing you guys to are more along the investment category that you can check in on as opposed to have to run and manage um and and, but that's not to say you couldn't buy a a business that's not to say that at all yeah i'm i'm clear i'd have to get smarter in more than one area well, and <laughs> you got to be able to speak a lot of languages, yes, in order to be able to. And when I say that, I mean you got to obviously be able to speak banker, but you also be able to speak a- attorney. You're, you you got to be able to speak operations. Which shout out to Mary, I am learning, y'all. Anytime you just see Mary, just if you just like give her a heart emoji or a hug or anything, you know, uh, and 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 being able to just you know uh, understand that. There are all of those roles and pieces are things that, that you must begin to be able to deal with in some way, shape or form, because as you continue to go, your, your org chart for all intents and purposes will change and grow. I mean, just took me like two years to even understand how to communicate to a CFO, like the CFO to CEO communication and relationship is crucial. And then CEO to COO and then COO to CFO. The, those three, you, those, ooh, mm, it took me a long, it, it, it's, I'm still learning. 
and because <laughs> it's one thing to get a business started. It's another to keep it financed and growing and some and into the future. Ooh, so different, so different. And that, and that's to say nothing of marketing and sales with sales being by far the most challenging department on the planet. <laughs> so, you know, so it's just that there, yes, there's a lot to learn. And as you continue to build your short-term rental business, you will learn, you will be forced to learn it or you'll stay small. That's, that's what will happen. You'll, you only have one, two, three, four units. But as you get to 10, 15, 20 and more, what will end up happening is that you won't have, you won't have a choice. Because your taxes will be beyond TurboTax and your cousin Vinny, okay? <laughs> and your legal, uh, you, legal Zoom will not be anything you want to touch. You won't even be tempted because it's like, yeah, this is it's just not working. So, and through that process, we'll be here to guide you. That, that's literally what I want <laughs> for each and every one of you. That's why I'm so jazzed about the roadmap and the new stuff that's coming. Cool. Did I over answer? Um, no, not at all. I'm, I'm, I'm left thinking, okay, so it seems like the next thing for me to focus on is to grow my business, but that hasn't really changed. More <laughs> color to, well, why would I do that? Um, well, you would do that for the education. Remember, you do your yeah. for experience, not profit. Then later you get to profit from your experience. And what I'm saying is there's so much in the process of buying another business that you would, I think you'd be better just building, doubling or tripling yours. Actually, how many years do you have? I have two. So I want to... Okay. Seven I, times in yours <laughs> than you would. And what will happen is that you will run into the roadblocks that the other entrepreneur may or may not have. And that'll tell you what kind of entrepreneur you're dealing with. Because that's really important when you're beginning to buy an existing running going concern from someone else. You need to understand what type of entrepreneur you're dealing with. And yeah, because if you don't, you, you, again, you may not be able to get a feel for the business or its current culture or the databases culture. So I mean, they have a database because I think, especially if you go brick and mortar, this is the biggest thing. Nobody's got a database. It's like, got it. Oh no, we've got thousands of customers. Great. What's your email list? We don't do email. They just come in. Okay. <laughs> it's it's a challenge because it's like, I mean, and I'm like, okay, hold on. You're doing how much revenue and you have no online presence? <sighs> okay, got it. So, you know, and, and that becomes like, all right, there's a big glaring opportunity sign now. And then it becomes a, all right, so let me see if I can, if I can find the right way to finance and, and, and manage this without it taking too much time. Yeah. I'll be in. And uh, oh, the hair cutting place. There was a what's that called? Uh, it's a supercut. Yes, <laughs> that one. It was over in um, uh, Marietta. I was looking. So yes. So it's again. It's not for lack of trying. It's a. I maybe I'm too picky. Maybe I have too many questions. But I'm. I have not found someone. And it usually comes down to the books are a mess, uh, especially with laundromats. Because at some point you just gotta go. Well. I guess it's right because <laughs> yes. it's, it's a whole bunch of change and not always automated. And, and if you're in California, you've got EPA issues and anyway, it's a whole nother story. But um, nonetheless, I, I, I love that. Again, this type of conversation, what you're talking about when it comes to getting into the 
the next businesses and all that type of stuff. That's a lot of what we do on Fridays with the, the next step group, uh, because that's where they are, you know, either they're buying or selling property, financing, real estate, seller finance notes, and all, just all that type of stuff is typically where we are end up talking about it. But yeah, I, I want that for each and every, are you kidding me? That is why I am doing this. I, I got to the point where, um, like both my units are booked like back to back weekends. It's right. it seems like it's getting easier. Like I'm getting more bookings more frequently. I would say you're getting familiar with it. Okay. But that's good. Oftentimes we use the word hard and easy to mean familiar and unfamiliar more than anything else. But, and which well, is, so, so here, so here's, so here's the word I actually mean is frequent. Got it. Perfect. Yeah. Like bookings are getting more frequent. Yes. And I think this last one will put me at probably 10 reviews. So that, that, that thing that you were pointing to in terms of what I, what's next for me that I see as next for me to learn that I could take to that buying a business process would be the financing piece. Agreed. Yes, exactly. One billion percent. Uh, Being able to, one of the number one skills of any entrepreneur is raising capital, whether that be through coming up with a marketing and a sales plan, whether that become through, you know, uh, to, to make a new acquisition, going out to the public markets, private markets, knowing how to do that will always help you regardless of whatever the company is. And this is a very low risk, higher reward way of, of yeah. that very same thing. So yes, you are 1 billion percent right. Everyone runs out of their own money all the time. And you've got to figure out how to get access to somebody else's. The other building that we talked about a few months ago, yes, uh, they emailed me again saying, Hey, do you? <laughs> That's awesome. You then it's time. So that tells you everything you need to know now. Cause now, not only that, you've got POC, you've got a little bit uh, more uh, experience under your belt. So now what you've got to do is leverage your experience and use that same phone call script that I've given to everybody. And you'll be, I mean, it should be relatively simple, especially if they're local, uh, because you can run them to see one of your existing units. Uh, and yeah, it should be relatively simple. And if you follow the slicing pie methodology, you won't even be, you won't run into any trouble whatsoever. It'll be great. Thank you for tuning in to the Cashflow Diary Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave a rating and a review. If you'd like to keep the conversation going, head over to CashflowDiary.com to sign up for our email list, as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. Thank you again. Until next time.